0: Hello humans. Hello humans Outward bound heading back out to the coast It's on its way to 11 uh, What's going on there? Okay And um, anyway, so As I say very excited about the LK 99 uh, It's very interesting conceptually to me at this this, uh, very deep level that uh, that's emerging at the same time that um, uh, my discovery, which is a maybe, okay, so I'm maintaining it's a discovery. Uh, We have yet to prove it, though, right? The LK-99 is in the process of being proven, and uh, my discovery about Patanjali's uh, uh, yoga sutras not being (laughs) about yoga as we understand it, right? No stretchy pants, any of that kind of shit. Um, It's interesting that these two are temporally coincident. Um, I like temporally coincident things, right? Uh, It provides another layer of meaning to all of this sort of thing. Man, have they done some serious logging here. Anyway, um... So if I'm accurate, then uh, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are a recitation of line-by-line-by-line instructions from a manual on how to use these uh, mind-to-machine interfaces uh, that the space aliens had. And then uh, we had an instruction book. And then over time, everybody memorized the instructions because it's really fucking important because you can kill yourself and others if you don't. And you're the operator of one of these machines. Um, Then over time, it became where the machinery wasn't here anymore. Presumably the space aliens took it all with them when they left. I have reasons to uh, think I understand why they left as well. So uh, I'll have a... A little talk about that later but anyway the um the mind to machine interface persisted as a set, a set of instructions you know step a step b step c and so on patanjali's yoga sutra is um 151 lines um Individual lines, aphorisms, they say, sutras, which is, you know, a single line um, uh, of text, you know, intending to convey an idea without uh, elucidation or... um, uh, Uh, an expansion of that idea, no commentary or anything, just the lines itself, very much as though we had memorized 150 sets of instructions on how to use these machines and then wrote them down. And then later on, somebody says, ah, this must be related to, um, you know, getting enlightenment, right? And so here's the thing. Uh, If we look at this um, realistically, uh, the Yoga Sutras are very good. I've practiced the concentration exercises since I was 17 earlier, probably 15 when I had my uh, first um, glimpse of one of these books anyway. So I practice it's divided into three sections. There's a general introduction of 50 sutras. Then there's the concentration area of 50 sutras. Then there's the powers uh, that's 51 sutras. Um, the powers, by the way, are what happen when you are able to control these mind machine interfaces. They—it's not like people understand the word today as being somehow like a superpower. Okay, so uh, all right, so all superheroes come from Judaism. All right, that's the idea—the ubermensch. So the Jews have this idea that the L, El, the uh, Elohim. supermen and that um, and uh, so we get all the superhero comics all of this it stems from uh, the uh, Jewish tradition from Judaism uh, which actually it goes all the way back to the uh, Babylonian Talmud which predates the Jewish Talmud and we get the idea that the L are supermen and we're like you know the schlubs the uh, the nebbish Um, and they have all these powers and stuff now In the Yoga Sutras idea, people got the idea that if you did these concentration exercises and stuff, you could acquire personal power in your brain and your body that would allow you to do these superhero things, right? Because in the past, and we're talking far distant past, I'm figuring about 13,000 years back, you know, something like that. But in the past, you were able to connect yourself to one of these machines and you would get the cities, the powers. And the powers would, are the ability to travel space, uh, zip around, uh, you know, operate machinery, uh, all different kinds of things. Because it was not just their spaceships that were connected to these mind-to-machine interfaces. This was like the generalized interface for their society. Uh, there are reasons to suspect... That the Elohim were very bad at operating this equipment themselves. There's reason to suspect that they did not invent it, that that they stole this uh, technology, and uh, used it and uh, used it with their slaves. And there's reason to suspect that humans have a uh, an inherent uh, native capacity that the Elohim do not, and that that's why we were valuable to them. Uh, so so we have, we have reasons to suspect a lot of these various different uh, permutations of this thought, right? Anyway, so, um, so superheroism derives from the ability of humans in the past, thousands of years ago, to get basically superhuman powers with their mind by jacking into these machines and controlling them a certain way. Now, as I say, I've, I've had one of these books. Uh, I bought my first copy when I was 17. I read one when I was 15 and started practicing the uh, concentration exercises in the middle of the book. Uh, assuming at that point, like everybody else, that these cities, these powers were inherent based on... Uh, your mental uh, uh, acumen in reading the book and then your persistence in pursuing the exercises laid out because these exercises are incredibly practical. Okay, so Patanjali's Yoga Sutra is not an esoteric book that says, you know, contemplate upon your navel looking like the moon or something, right? None of that kind of shit. None of this um, uh, bizarro uh, New Age... um, uh, inappropriate linkage of things. This is a very practical manual, step by step by step. This is a workbook. Uh, usually it's rejected by yoga teachers because they don't grasp it. Uh, and they, they have reverence for it because everybody else does, but they don't have a fucking clue as to what it means and what it's for. In, in, except in the broad sense, in the commentaries, what the commentaries may give to him. But the commentaries are bunches of people over thousands of years that said, Oh, I think this must mean this. And if you do this, then you will get this kind of a power on your way to enlightenment. But let me point something out here. Patanjali's Yoga Sutra is the most translated book on the planet. There are more translations of this book into more Hindu languages than there is for the Bible. Okay, there are more translations of this book and variants um, in India alone than exist translations of the Bible in other languages. So um, I think there's, last I looked, there were 21 Hindu uh, languages in which you could find the um, Christian Bible that had been translated. Uh, and there's 44 and climbing uh, the Hindu languages that uh, have translations of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. But, given that, given that it's the most translated book fucking ever, it's a failure. An abysmal failure. Absolutely abysmal failure, okay? Because that's assuming that you think the idea for this book is that people would get enlightenment. That they would Uh, follow this book and have a spontaneous enlightenment experience and you know talk to God all of that kind of shit and uh, become uh, you know something that they are not in other words transform themselves as per the instructions of the book by doing these mental exercises and see it doesn't happen by my reckoning um, we may have had as many as maybe 10,000 people over the course of millennia, over the course of thousands and thousands of years, maybe over the course of like 13,000 years, we've had 10,000 people that have had some level of an enlightenment experience as a result of working through Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. And I count myself in in that category because I'm a very... Uh, astute student and a persistent student of the techniques that are involved uh, in Patanjali's uh, book, especially those in the section entitled Concentration. Okay, so it's not about meditation. This is explicitly about concentration. That word cannot be translated, the title of that second section cannot be translated effectively, as meditation it has nothing to do with meditation it has to do with concentration and concentration is an entirely different uh, thing intending to create an entirely different uh, dynamic and result than does meditation and the reason that you need the concentration is so that you don't fuck up so if we were to look at this book as being instructions on how to use these machines with the intention of like going uh, flying with them and and space travel and shit then it is very important that you understand the details and practice the details diligently that are outlined and provided for you as instructions in section 2 because the idea is as you find in section 3 that you have a a quote identity (coughs) or identify with a point in far distant space. And then if you do certain things within your mind and allow a certain um, process to occur and actively work that process, then the machine interface will accept that as an instruction set that is very powerful and it will move you instantaneously to that spot in space that you had been concentrating on. But you can see that if your concentration is a little sloppy it ain't gonna end well right this is why you could crash easily uh now here's the thing i know that this is the case that i know that there's that patanjali's yoga sutras are not about yoga as we understand it they're not about trying to get enlightened uh they're not about altering your mind other than explicitly on how to keep yourself safe in dealing with the space aliens Mind a machine interface. I know this because within the book itself are cautions. So when have you ever run across a meditation or a yoga book that says to you, best not go too fast? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and best not take too large of a jump. Alright? And so Uh, So it's telling you that you want to like, okay, so you want to go to that solar system and and a planet in that solar system, you're better off just hitting the solar system and stopping and getting your bearings and then going for the planet, than attempting to jump right to the planet for a number of reasons which are detailed within Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, if you read it as though it's an instruction manual and not a general guide to uh, meditation and so on, right? Now, uh, so here's the thing, it has been uh, hugely unsuccessful because basically we can say, all right, um, uh, Gautama, uh, the the great Buddha, he used Patanjali's Yoga Sutras and he did all this shit and he came up with the uh, the middle way after 20 plus years and he became enlightened. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. So we got one. And then if you really look through it, if you look through all the Rinpoches, all of the people that, are, that were reasonably enlightened by the process that said that they'd reached a certain peak or a, or a, or a, um, a notable transformation point, as I say, I can, I can actually number, I can enumerate and, and name maybe 30, 31 uh, such people. And this is over thousands of years. So this is a really stupid book if that's its goal because it doesn't yield much, all right? Plus, we would have to say that most of the people that pick up the book abandon it. Even if they've got it on their shelves all their life, they don't really do anything with it because it doesn't make any sense to them, even with the commentaries. Yet it is eminently practical, yet it is straightforward. It's very much a, a, um, uh, an instruction manual. Do this, then do this, then do this, okay? Very much that. And yet you would think that an instruction manual would have some point to it. Some point other than, uh, you know, maybe in my case 31, but I'm giving a, um, uh, let's, let's be very wide in our net. And let's say that every um, uh, Nepalese and um, uh, Hindu and uh, Tibetan monastery, that they all had at least one of their people, Uh, Become enlightened through using Patanjali's Yoga Sutras if that were the case then maybe we've had as I say Maybe there's been ten thousand people on the planet out of how many billions trillions of people in these last 13,000 years That have had an enlightenment experience as a result of using this book now I've had experiences, but I don't know that I would call myself enlightened in that regard Uh, but I do have had I have had noticeable Uh, continually reinforced mental changes um, as a result of doing the concentration exercises and demonstrably I can claim that having done those exercises for 50 plus years uh, has uh, uh, actively aided the progress of my life in our goofy ass civilization right so I've been able to achieve my goals partly because of the the mental toughness, the mental rigor and discipline that I got from following Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, misguidedly thinking they were about enlightenment. Now that I'm of the opinion that they're actually an instruction manual for one of these boats, I feel quite confident that even with all of the cautions that are detailed in Patanjali's book and the horrific um, potential for, for problems for doing it wrongly, I would not hesitate to put myself in connection with one of those machines and um, use what I've learned from his instruction manual on how to operate these, okay? Because I've, uh, for a lot of different reasons, but I have a serious amount of acumen uh, with this book. Uh, You know, I've had three copies, four copies. Um, My primary copy was uh, stolen. Uh, when, when we moved, my office was raided, I'm assuming it was the feds. I lost, uh, no money, uh, no devices. None of that kind of shit was stolen. Uh, all that was stolen was paperwork, vast quantities of paperwork and old records and shit. So anyway, that aside, as I say, I would feel confident hooking myself up to one of these machines. Um. It'd be kind of cool wanting to see how it's actually going to affect me. And and the instruction sets in Patanjali's um, uh, sutras are quite explicit as to what happens, how you do this, etc. Now, here's the thing. Uh, There are people that claim an oral tradition for the Torah. Okay, that there was an oral Torah that was... um, handed down uh, through the ages and then eventually written down. Now, I dispute this uh, for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is the self-referential nature of the Torah itself saying that the L commanded these people to be scribes and to set down these words. And we don't care who these people are, right? There's no attribution of so-and-so as an author. There were general titles assigned uh, to authorship in the Torah. But the book itself, in the in the actual writing of it, it says that you know the L. It actually says El Yon, I think. You know, uh, He Most High, the Leader of the Elohim, um, uh, caused these people to become scribes in order that they may set this shit down. Okay, so we have that same kind of situation with uh, with stuff here, but there's no. Uh, There's minor differences in a couple of differences in a couple of um, versions of the Torah, but there's not a wide enough spread, in my opinion, nor a long enough history um, external to that in other social areas, uh, other social groups, for me to say, okay, there was a long history of an oral Torah and it was eventually written down. I don't see that. I see that the. the Jewish scribes, the Essenes actually, they weren't Jewish at that point, um, were told to write this shit down. Uh, they did write it down, and that was the end of it, right? And then we've had it since then. Patanjali's Yoga Sutras is 151 lines. You can memorize this. It's not like trying to memorize the whole Torah, um, even in sections, right? The Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are real straightforward. It's, it would be like memorizing a manual on, you know, how to tune a carburetor, right? The 150 instructions on how to tune a carburetor. Uh, uh, you guys probably don't know what that is, but nonetheless, or, or you know, how, uh, instructions on how to bleed your brakes. You can memorize those, right? They're, they're not that numerous. And so Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are of that order, and we do have deviation uh, that can be separated out by the etymology of the word, by the by the um, evolution of the word through time and through social orders and social contacts. So, for instance, a particular word means um, a tree, uh, a type of a tree in Hindi, and then. Uh, later on, the Mongols come on in and invade, and the nature of that word changes because that particular tree's wood is used by the Mongols in their process of making bows. And so we start getting an accumulation of words around this word for tree that alter its meaning. Okay, so that's the kind of thing that has occurred over time with all these damn commentaries on on. Uh, his Yoga Sutras, and and some people are making commentaries on commentaries, so they're not even really addressing the original material. In any event, though, so uh, it's been tremendously unsuccessful in spite of being widely read. So we should just say, ah, fuck it, doesn't work. Nobody gets enlightened except for these rare people, and it might be their personal biology that allows this. And I think that what's happened is that the book is not intended to provide you with general um, instructions on how to become enlightened. It is explicitly, as it says, intended to provide you instructions in keeping yourself safe and effectively operating these mind-to-machine interfaces. And there is lots of cautions in there. So I do not know personally of any meditative technique that will cause any of the problems that are listed in the Yoga Sutras, I don't care how deep you get, you are not going to cause a sudden death or any of these other things that are cautioned against in the Yoga Sutras by simply contemplation, right? And here's the whole thing, the concentration that that um, is put in here is anything, the, the instructions on contemplation, Uh, concentration how to sharpen your mind how to focus it how to keep it there how to maintain the energy levels all of these various different things are anti meditative okay so they're about concentrating fiercely holding a a thought fiercely not any kind of a meditative thing intended to affect your body and general uh, mental condition so I think I'm right the Patanjali's Yoga Sutras have nothing to do with meditation and enlightenment as we understand it and in fact our instructions So it came about that I came across this idea and been working on it for some time and then started talking about it because I I have convinced myself at this stage that the etymology of the language within there goes way back beyond everybody's understanding of when this book was first written and that an oral tradition for the Yoga Sutras makes ever so much sense. And it would also account for the slight variation that we get in the Yoga Sutras over time. They do change, uh, certain uh, people have changed them, some people have acknowledged that they changed them, figuring this word was better in Sanskrit, and that it didn't matter, alright? I think it actually does matter that you've got to get the Sanskrit correct because your life is at risk once you join to these machines. What happens to the machine happens to you and your body. You could kill yourself by not being able to effectively separate your mind uh, from the process that is involved in this machinery. You can kill yourself by misjudging, right? As it says, don't go too fast, right? Take small jumps uh, because you have to learn how to do this. And you could, you know, appear in the middle of a star, that kind of thing. Actually, that's not quite possible, but you could certainly smack into one. Um, So anyway, so uh, it's interesting that both of these things are occurring at the same time. The LK-99 coming on the scene, which would potentially bring us devices that we'd go fly about and then we're going to have to have some way of controlling these fuckers right? And so maybe we will discover soon that we've got some form of and actually you could probably use LK-99 as a transmission vehicle for uh, thought waves If now that I'm thinking about it but but I'll have to really examine that idea uh, later. Uh, In any event though, so our world's changed uh, with the discovery of the LK-99 And then my little tiny part, which is the detailing of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, which admittedly don't do us a whole fucking lot of good unless we get one of these machines. Um, But I'm also quite convinced that, you know, there's people in in government holes in the ground that have have these machines. So um, it's not like totally hopeless. Now I just need to connect with them, get them to understand they're looking at this shit all wrong that we've had these machines in the past, and that's one of the reasons the L did what they did, by the way. I don't know about the Davas, and that's what I'm calling the larger group of the space aliens. Uh, I don't know what they're... I don't don't know for sure about them, but the L appear to have been um, uh, poor operators of this technology. It also does not originate with them. So they found it somewhere, adapted it, stole it, or whatever the fuck, and brought it here and discovered that humans could really use this stuff. Now, here's the thing. There's enough evidence uh, sort of pointing in that direction that I think maybe the L were intent on modifying humans to be better operators of this technology, and that that's what led to Adam and Eve, Moses, you know, uh, Joshua, who is Jesus, all of these kind of things, right, or Joseph, who is Jesus, Um I think, personally, I think that the L were trying to create better operators, better slaves. Um, Anyway, so a lot of debate about that, I'm certain. But nonetheless, we're going to get into uh, sci-fi world here. Anyway, (laughs) so I'm all excited. This is going to be cool stuff. All right, guys, I got to go do stuff. I'll talk to you later about some more of this. As I say, it's quite fascinating. I'm still working on my version of the Patanjali Sutras. I, I have to go back and do etymology constructs going way the fuck back so it's tedious um uh but it's very interesting and very uh rewarding in the effort and as i say talk to you later